Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Meant for Big Things podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to a very old and very good friend of mine, Thomas Dixon. Hello. Thomas, why don't you introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about you and what makes you special. My name is Thomas Dixon. I am going to be a rising junior at the University of Illinois. I am excited to be on the podcast. I'm very honored to be here and to be talking to Grayson and, and everybody who's listening. We go way back. We went to elementary school together, middle school together. Uh, we, we grew up. High we grew up together. together. We yeah. grew up together. And, you know, as, as people do, you kind of go off on your own. And I ran into Thomas this summer. It was that instant reconnection of here's someone who I've known for my entire life and just like it's not it not even a moment had passed so Thomas and I then got coffee after that and I left I just felt energized and I felt ready yeah. to take on whatever and that was because of you and who you are and you have this zest for life <laughs> and I want to dig into a little more of where that comes from and how you live with that like, yeah. passion for life every yeah. day I think that the way that I've always lived my life comes down to the fact that I've always understood and kind of admitted to myself that life can be short. We talked about just before we hit the record button that like recently in, in both of our communities, there's been a lot of death. It's made me kind of recenter myself and, and come back to a point where I understand that life is short, but then also I don't let it scare me. Per se, I prefer to think that I don't know. I, I love living life to the fullest, and I love I love getting every single moment out of a day that I can. I think a lot of people prefer to live in the future. I think that in today's society, people are focused on where am I going to do? What am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing in the next year? It's a very quick pace, and I'm, part of the glorious things about COVID was that I feel like it it slowed everything down tremendously. It forced everyone to kind of take a step back and look around and, and understand what really matters in their life. So I think that a reshuffling of priorities and understanding that living in the present is really important. So how are you able to live in the present being excited about the future instead of worried about the future? Because I feel like oh. that's where a lot of people trip up, myself included. I mean, I'm guilty of being worried all the time. I'm a I'm a chronic worrier. No, I think my, my, my automatic switch is to be worried. I am wired to just constantly be anxious about what's gonna happen, whereas my, my biggest downfall, as I like to say, is I'm fear of not being successful. As far as that goes, you know, I'm constantly worried about where I'm gonna end up in the next year, the next month, the next week. <laughs> like, yep. whether it's that homework, <laughs> it's the, whether it's that homework assignment that's due or the test that's coming up, I'm constantly overthinking that, you know, I'm not smart enough to take this test. I didn't study enough. I didn't do as much as I could, or it's, I didn't join as many clubs as I wanted to, or I didn't go to as many activities as I wanted to, or whatever it may be. Worry stems out of this need to control, especially yeah. for the future. And I think everything, I mean, no one wants to talk about the pandemic anymore. Yeah. I mean, we've, it's all, not, it's like up. nauseating. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, is, it is nauseating. <laughs> But I feel like it has made me realize there is so much we can't control yeah. and we can only control ourselves and how we re react to certain situations. Yeah. And I know you in particular were completely isolated during COVID. So how did you learn to have this patience and positivity in the midst of completely being alone? Yeah. And I mean, the funny thing is the word patience is 
that was one of my New Year's resolutions. So I'm someone with pre-existing conditions. Uh, my freshman year of high school, I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, which is a genetic pulmonary and everything disease. <laughs> it affects every part of your body. Um, and so someone with pre-existing conditions, that was a huge source. COVID was a huge source of anxiety over the past year, year and a half. But anytime that I would get frustrated with myself or frustrated that, you know, I would see people who are out being normal college students and I'm at home alone, like doing my homework, not being able to even see my parents because they had just had a friend who had just tested positive, I would get frustrated all the time. I would have to tell myself, you know, Thomas, I know you're so frustrated with yourself that go, you can't go to college. <laughs> you can't participate in these normal things, but that's okay because that's your reality. That's what you have to deal with. And those were the cards that were dealt to you. That whole mindset stems a lot from when I was diagnosed. I was diagnosed at 15 years old. And at that age, so most, most CF patients who are diagnosed are diagnosed within two months of birth. And at that age, 15 years old, you're kind of forced into understanding it, understanding what's going on. And my favorite saying of what my mom and I would always say is that we were at the end of a fire hose of information. There was so much stuff coming at us 24 seven between like what my doctors were telling me and learning that I had this disease that like I didn't, I didn't even know what it was until that. I mean, the day that I was diagnosed, it was one of those diseases that you had heard about in biology freshman year. And I just remember telling myself the day that I was diagnosed, I was sitting in my hospital bed because I had to go in to get healthier. The two things that I told myself were, this disease does not define who I am. So that was super important for me to center that and make that a central mantra in my life. And the second thing was that it was both a blessing and a curse. When I say that, it was because for the first 15 years of my life, I had been constantly sick, constantly in and out of the doctor's office, missing school, all these things. And I was told it was ABCD of any, any different number of things. And then once I had finally had my answer of, of what I was dealing with for 15 years, I was finally at peace. You know, I had my medications, I had what I needed to do, and, and so I just kind of put my head down and, and did it. And that's still how I look at it, is like it's, it's a part of who I am, but it's not defining who I am. Exactly, you're taking back that control. Yeah, exactly. So in a year where we none of us had any control, the control that I had was admitting that I had no control. So what I'm so curious about is the idea of self-support and self-motivation. I talk about it in the first episode a lot. Yeah. When I went abroad, you're kind of alone and there's no one that's going to really be there for you in the end except yourself. And you're going to have to pull yourself out of these dark times. You're going to have to motivate yourself. You're going to have to support yourself. So have there been any instances where you have had to really realize, like, I have to wake up and I'm the only person who's going to make yeah. my life better? And what did you get out of that? Oh, my God. I, I, there's there's more instances than I count, can count on one hand of having to deal with, like, <laughs> snapping myself out of it. One instance that I can think of is that my freshman year, I had a political science test. Got the worst grade on a test. My It was the first exam of the first semester of my freshman year of college, and I was so, so mad at myself and so disappointed in myself that like, how could I have ever, ever let this happen? My future's over, I'm gonna be homeless, like I'm not going anywhere. You know, the classic like shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, the first thing I did was call my mom, so that doesn't really have to do a lot with self-support, but I, I, she kind of said, you know, it's okay, it happens. 
but you need to figure out how you're going to move forward and you need to figure out how you're going to grow from this because it happens to everybody. Everybody has a bad test, a bad day, a bad moment, but it's about how you rebound from that. You had mentioned that you felt like everything was going to be okay. Kind of ties into what we've already been talking about, like being worried about the future, being stressed out, feeling like you're defined by your circumstances. With everything that's going on, how are you able to be like, you know what, everything will turn out okay? I think that, you know, going back to part of living in the present, over the past year, every, we would celebrate every single every single thing that we could find to celebrate. Every Friday we would find out what national holiday it is. I love that. So if it was cupcake day or pizza day or taco Tuesday or margarita day, whatever it may be, we would find a reason to celebrate just to find a little bit of light in the darkness that was the past year. So I think that being able to tell yourself it's okay and that everything is going to be okay is a really, really powerful tool in terms of coming to grips with hard situations and growing as an individual and as someone who is in, con- is in control, but also not in control. Exactly. <laughs> That's I, the theme. <laughs> something that I realized too is that things may not go according to plan. They never go according to plan. Let's things, be things, things, things never, never ever go, go to, according to plan. And I think about back to senior year and me not getting into any of the schools I wanted to and I was devastated. I was worrying about the future. I was freaking out. I was like, my life is over. My life is over. I'm never going anywhere. anywhere. (laughs) The classic talk. And I was so, so devastated. I originally didn't want to go to school in Switzerland and I'm like, you know what? I went, had to tell my life, it changed me for the better and then led me to Villanova. And it wasn't the plan that I thought was gonna happen, but it was the right plan for me. It was part of my journey. You know, I think that's what people don't realize is they want their life to, and they envision their life being perfect and having everything going according to plan, but there's something bigger in store for everyone. There are big things coming, I don't mean to. Everybody's, everybody's to meant for big things, exactly. No, it's, it's true though. The hard stuff is part of the journey. We can choose to go down one path and have a life filled with worry and feeling controlled by circumstances, or we can take another path and rise up and really sit in the front seat of our life, take the steering wheel, take control. What The way I look at it is that there's a conventional path in life. The conventional path is, is great. It's it's full of smooth roads and no bumps or no winds or and everything's okay. But what I've realized and what I'm sure everybody's realized is that the conventional path, it doesn't really exist. It would be great if it did exist. It would be great if I didn't have any worries or and everything went exactly according to plan. But there's some beauty to not having a conventional path and having different life experiences and going through different hardships, going through different successes, going through different moments. One of my favorite sayings is, a smooth sea never made a skillful sailor. I love it. So... I, I, I try and apply that to my life and understand that the bumps and whines and if you hit a tree or two, that's okay. And it just makes you a more rounded person, a more flexible person, a more compassionate, empathetic, very adjective, imaginable. I think it's, it's really important to, to have experiences that shape who you are as a person. And be well-lived. Exactly. All those, yeah. All those struggles really do lead to strength. They serve a purpose. I I believe they serve a purpose. Something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, especially this past semester and this summer, is the concept of time 
and we had talked about this during coffee, but being intentional with your time and your relationships. Over the past year, how has your value of time changed? I have cherished every single minute that I get. Like we said, there's been a lot of death recently. Just this past week, my, my great uncle died and it was very sudden and he was sick on a Thursday and he died on a Saturday or a Sunday. And it was one of those moments where I kind of realized that his end journey, I don't know what you would call it, but his final like day, yeah, his final days were quick. We all love to take life for granted. We all love to take the time that we have for granted. But the reality is that Time is it's finite. Life is finite. <laughs> We're all gonna die eventually. <laughs> like yep. that's the only that's the it's only fact true. that it, yeah. You don't have control over it. That's the only thing that we all have in common is that we're all gonna die eventually. It's very morbid, but <laughs> and I mean even even beyond death itself, I think that cherishing experiences and cherishing the time that we have to share with others is extremely important and I've really been put in, as, put in a position over the last year obviously because I've been so isolated that I was at school I was at college for for a semester and two months and then I got sent home and I was a freshman when I got sent home and now I'm going back to school as a junior and so I have four semesters to squeeze four years of experiences out of. And there's something really exciting about that. There's something that I see that as a challenge. I see that as pushing myself to do every single thing that I possibly can within reason in order to come out of college with the belief that I did everything that I possibly could have done. But challenging myself to to suck that much, I don't know, essence <laughs> out, yeah. of, out of four semesters was super exhilarating. It's just like, so I'm so great. excited for the fall and I'm so excited for the winter and the spring because I know that I'm finally going to get to cash out on all the lack of experience that I've had over the past year and a half. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who, who feel the same way. And so I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to live life and to, and to gain experiences that I know that I'll never forget. I've also kind of realized that a lot of people say that college are the best four years of your life. To some degree, that's definitely true. But all over the past year, I, so I have, I have one brother who is 25. He's, he's been out of college for a while and another brother who just graduated. And they are both doing the very best that they can to suck the most out of their lives. And I've, I've seen it firsthand. My one brother, he's just moved in with his girlfriend and they have a, an apartment together. And he is, so uh, he is, I've never seen him happier. And my other brother is up in Maine right now counseling an entire camp of like 500 kids because that's what he loves to do. And I've never seen him so excited to go off and go do what he loves because he didn't get to have that last year. I think you hit a really, really important point about how significant it is to just do something that you love and mm -hmm. how that can change everything. Mm -hmm trying to do something you love and also being worried about your future and like trying to control your circumstances like they sometimes just don't align like if you're interested in yeah. finance and like you're trying to do all of the stuff all the applications all the interviews all the networking but you're also a really creative person and you want to do a bunch of theater or art you don't have time for both and so in thinking about like 
if we value time so much, how do we be intentional about, okay, this is the time I'm going to set aside for my future. This is the time I'm going to set aside for the things I love. And it's really made me reevaluate where I place my time and the weights I place on certain activities in my life. And this year, I'm very, like your brother, I'm very mindful that I'm going to designate X amount of time towards looking at the career I want. And I'm going to to designate X amount of time to taking a walk every day and just like feeling alive, listening to music, walking around, looking at the sunset. I'm going to designate an amount of time to call my family or to reconnect with old people from our middle school or high school. Exactly. People get caught up in the busyness of everything and trying to control things and there's all this worry and like, how am I going to get this done? Like, I don't have time for this. But the reality is, is you have 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. If you want something to happen and if you love something, you can fit it in. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then stop placing your exactly. time place less value on it because it obviously doesn't mean that much to you if you're not giving due time to it. And I think that a lot of people are have started to think the way that you think in that deciding to do something that you love because you love it rather than doing it because you have to or it's a chore or you decide that you don't love something. You, We've all kind of realized that if you don't want to do something, if you don't find a purpose in doing something, mm-hmm. then you don't have to. I think that my brother has found his purpose in that he loves teaching young men because it's a boys camp. He loves teaching young men how to be mature young adults and he has found his purpose in that. And I think that it's been super important, something that I've realized is that having a purpose, having something that you're super passionate about, having something that every morning you wake up and you're super excited about is really important. But then I've also recognized that I don't always have that. I believe that my purposes change relatively frequently. There are mornings when I wake up and I'm super excited to go do something. And then there are other mornings I wake up and I'm, you know, I'm not that excited to do that anymore. But then I found another interest. But having a purpose and finding a purpose in life and just in your everyday life, because I think those are two different things, having a purpose in life, having a purpose every single day, is super important to feeling fulfilled and feeling like you're making a positive difference in the world and feeling, I don't know if successful is necessarily the word. Fulfilled. Fulfilled, yeah. I would agree, fulfilled. That is a very important point, and I want to harp on that I don't think that your purpose has to translate into your occupation. Mm -hmm. I think we've been trained to be like, okay, so find what you love to do Mm -hmm. and make it your career. Of course, of course, that's the goal. That would be great. But that would be great. But you, like, if you're interested in something that has to do with the arts and you're like so passionate about it, but you also have this academic interest in Mm -hmm. a whole completely different other subject. You don't have to choose. Yeah. You can do both. You can have it as a purpose and a passion, like you said, every day. It doesn't have to be the same your thing. end all be all, your yeah. occupation. And I don't know if you saw the movie Soul. Do you see it on Disney Plus? I mean, it was that was that was a great movie. Yeah. I love that movie. It, it, <laughs> whole, sorry, spoiler alert, but the whole big message there was there was this guy who thought his whole purpose in life was to to be a musician. Yes. And yeah. that was all he was made for and all he was destined for. And at the end of the movie, he realizes that his whole purpose was just to live. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is. 
That was that was a phenomenal movie. It, <laughs> and your purpose really is to live and find the things you love to do and put time into those. Mm-hmm. Put time in relationships. Be intentional and like you said, recognize that you don't have control over everything. Relinquish yeah. that and just exist in the present moment. I think that being intentional is is really important. Being intentional with your actions, your words, and your time, like we've been talking about. And this is something like you can do now. The problem with podcasts sometimes I feel like is they give you all this information. Mm-hmm. They GM your head with stuff, kind of yeah. like we're doing now. Yeah. Um, but then like the end comes and it's like, okay, how can I apply it to my life? What's the big takeaway? What's the big takeaway? And I mean, things that you can do right now, mm-hmm. call your grandparents, go out. Yeah. We we ran into each other. Like yeah. go out in your town and see who you bump into or yeah. call someone from middle school or high school. Like I had breakfast with our good dear friend from growing up, same yeah. same same way. And there was something so special about that and I felt like my time was so it was spent so well. Yeah. One of my one of my brother my brother's favorite things to say is that and he, he told me this when I was going off to college and I was going to start my freshman year and uh, I was rightfully nervous and I wanted to have a good time and suck the most out of the experience that I could. And the one thing that he told me was that, Thomas, it's, it's really easy to just sit in your room <laughs> and do nothing. He was like, it is very easy to sit in your room decide that you're just a little too lazy no i don't know if lazy is the right word but you're a little you complacent yeah exactly yeah. well exactly you're you're not really motivated enough to go play basketball at the rec center with your friends or you're not really motivated enough to go to that study hall or to go to those office hours with that professor or even something as simple as to go to work out mm-hmm. just like we said with time it's really easy to sit on your phone it's really easy to not be intentional with your time, your words, your actions. But the, the difference maker there is that when you are intentional with your time, when you are intentional with your words and with your actions, and when you decide, hey, I actually am going to go play basketball with my friends at the rec center, or I am going to go to those office hours, that's when you start to make that positive difference, and that's when you start to see positive outcomes. You know, I, I think that going back to the test that I had bombed, <laughs> Part of, part of the way that I had turned that around, that's when things started to turn around. And that's when the positive outcomes started to appear because I, I made that intentional choice to go to office hours to... to yeah. Number one thing, you could be doing more. That's, I <laughs> mean, that's always true. More. It's so true. Call someone you love. Mm-hmm. Go do the thing you've been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Life's too short. And just be present with the people you're sitting with. Yeah. And doing doing more doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be something super big because exactly. I know that walk. a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people believe that doing more means let me go join that extra club mm-hmm. or let me go take that extra class. And while yes, that can be awesome sometimes, you know, other times you might actually be hindering yourself if you go take that 18th hour. But doing more is like we said, it's something as simple as going to call somebody or going on a walk. I think the right phrase is do more to feed your soul. Yeah. Do more to feel alive, feel like you're living, and yeah. do more to feel like your time is well spent. Yeah. So in closing, I just wanted to ask you, what are you most excited about? 
Oh, I mean, I have to say that I'm most excited about going back to school. I'm excited to, and this is what I've been saying, it's my, it's my mom's favorite joke. I'm excited to be a normal human being. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to, to finally get to go suck every living moment that I possibly can out of the next year, the next two years, and then pushing that forward and, and just trying to suck the most that I can out of life. So I guess what I'm most excited for is is life. <laughs> How incredible. How incredible. <laughs> Thomas, thank you so much. Thank you for having for me on. on. This, was, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. You are incredible, and you guys better watch out for Thomas because he's going... <laughs> No pun intended. He's meant for big things. He's meant for big things. Just like <laughs> everyone of you. I hope you all take this to heart and really look at your life. Look where you put your time and look where you could be putting your time to get the most out of every single second and suck everything yeah. you can out and just live. Be intentional. Be intentional. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye. That was great.